I'm so thankful for uh, tonight. I've been excited and anticipating this evening for uh, several months now as we've just prayed and sought the Lord's leadership and uh, for the coming year. I'm so thankful for a new year. I'm thankful that God gives us opportunities to serve Him in the new year, maybe that weren't there before. And, and this year, as we uh, desire to move forward and desire to just to follow the Lord's leadership, I'm thankful for Christ, and I'm thankful that He is still on the throne. And since even bef uh, right after Christmas, I began to, to preach and to encourage our faith about uh, looking to the Lord and just trusting Him and being willing to step and walk by faith, faith in everything we do. Have you ever wondered why church is important? Uh, maybe for brand new Christians, you've you're just been saved this year. And I thank the Lord for those that have been saved this year. It's been a glorious year that God's given us many souls that have been saved and baptized. And we're just excited about what God is doing in their lives. And, you know, and we're just thank, rejoicing in, in God's work and moving in our church. And we don't want it to stop. Amen. And I want God to continue to move forward and let us to be renewed in Him on a day-by-day -day basis. And so for, if you've been saved for a while or maybe you've just brand new to salvation, it's important for us to revisit very briefly our purpose as a church tonight. Because before we look at what God has in store for us this year, we need to be reminded of our purpose to, tonight as a church. I'm thankful that God instituted the church. Amen. Amen. I'm thankful for this body of believers I get to assemble with on a weekly basis. This has become my family. And very honestly, if I could just say, my wife and I, we moved to Springfield without any children, and we moved here as newlyweds without any, uh, any money, uh, by faith, trusting the Lord to go through college. I'm thankful that Hillside Baptist Church was there to love us. I'm thankful that uh, you were there to, to help us in those times and be an encouragement, and I'm thankful for church. And I hope that the world would be able to experience some of the things that I've been able to experience. And so let's look at very briefly some, some scriptures uh, together. And I want you to look at Matthew chapter 16 because I want you to see what Jesus Christ taught us about the church. And I want you to see that as we look at the purpose of the church tonight, that Jesus has a lot to say about this uh, throughout the Word. And we're not going to be able to touch on half of what, uh, what the Bible says, but we're going to look at some key passages together. Matthew 16 and verse number 18 and Jesus said, And I say unto thee also, uh, also unto thee, that thou art Peter, and upon this rock will I be, build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Let me stop together with you. Let's pray, ask God's blessing on our time together, and as we seek to follow Him. Father, we thank You for this brand new year. We thank You for this brand new opportunity tonight as a church to be able to seek from You the, uh, the vision, the desire, uh, the goals, Lord, for our church as we go forward. Lord, we want in this coming year to do greater things for You as a church than we've ever been able to do in the 48-year history of our church. And so help us by faith to continue to walk by faith. Help us, Lord, uh, to be able to continue to be able to trust and to be able to renew in You daily. Thank you for the church. Thank you that you are the one that built it. And may you be uh, reminded our hearts, our church, and may you, may you remind us tonight of the beautiful value of not only what you have given us, but also give us a vision going forward. We love you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Matthew 16 and 18, Jesus Christ is teaching His disciples about the church together. And as he, as he does, He teaches us a couple of important truths I'm going to extract from this. And the first one is that Jesus is the builder of the church. I know that's profound, but let me just remind you that we're not talking tonight about 30 different ways to build a church. That's God's job. Uh, he said, I will build my church. 
and I'm thankful that we just got to be in obedience to Him and just follow His leadership. I, I, I'm not going to, to uh, you know, church building conferences. I want to see obedience building conferences. Amen? Let's see us just be willing to follow Him. And so Jesus Christ says, I will build my church. He's the builder of the church, and He is also the author and finisher of our faith in, Luke, uh, in Hebrews 12 and verse 2. He's the builder of, of all that we enjoy today here at Hillside Baptist Church. I'm thankful for men and women who've gone before, who've helped uh, build upon that foundation, but Jesus Christ is that chief cornerstone for us, and we have been able to build upon that. But Christ also promised that Satan's attacks cannot withstand a church that is built upon the solid rock of Jesus Christ. Listen, there's going to be times where we feel that, uh, that the church is under attack, but I'm thankful that Satan is not as powerful as God. Uh, he's nowhere even in the, in the ballpark. He's not, he, there's no contest because Satan is, is, is nothing compared to our God. Our God is all-powerful. And so as we, we look at this, there's some in, incredible things here uh, in Matthew 16, 18 that Jesus Christ teaches. First off, He builds it. He's, he's the one that we trust to sustain it. And Satan has no authority or power here in this place. We also see in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, I encourage you to turn there with me, 1 Corinthians 3 and verse number 10, that Paul writes about some important things about the church as well and our responsibility in the church. Because when I say church... I'm not talking about 8366 West State Highway 266, Springfield, Missouri, 65802. Amen? I'm not talking about the address of a building. I'm talking about us as a called-out assembly that we identify as Hillside Baptist Church. If the buildings were to burn down, we would still be Hillside Baptist Church. And by the way, let me just give glory to God. He prevented that this week when we had a malfunction in one of our water heaters. And so we're thankful that God protected the buildings this week. So Paul writes this in 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 10. He says, According to the grace of God, which is given unto me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation, and another buildeth thereon. But let every man take heed how he buildeth thereupon. Let me remind you that Christ is the chief cornerstone. Let me just also say that he is the solid rock where the church is built today. And I'm thankful that as a church we can put our roots down solid on, something, on Jesus Christ. And so as the owner and the builder of the church, uh, it is within His power and His authority to dictate to us our purpose. Amen. He can tell us how we should act and how we should respond and where we should go. I'm thankful that He has that kind of authority in our life. But we see that the apostles also built upon this, this foundation of Jesus Christ. They built upon it in the early years in, Acts, in the book of Acts. We see this beautifully laid out uh, through, from Acts chapter 2 through the end of, of the book of Acts, how that the church just flourished because they were faithful and obedient to God. But we also see that, that, that God has used men and women throughout, throughout time to continue to build the church of God. I'm thankful for those who have gone on before us, as Hebrews 11 mentions. I'm thankful for those who have uh, desired to allow uh, their lives be used to glorify the name of Christ in building the church. Listen, the church exists in nearly every continent. The exception would probably be Antarctica. But on every other continent, local churches exist. And we are thankful that local churches are the backbone of God's plan for redeeming the world. 
And as we look, we see the apostles worked hard to help us build and, and see the church built up. And today, we work hard to continue to help the church go forward. And this is not a cruise liner, amen. We're a warship. And we have a desire and a plan of action and we desire to go forward in the name of Jesus Christ and just trusting that God is going to do a miracle when we trust Him to do the, the, the mighty plans before us. And so as we have a great foundation, we build upon it and we invest in it. And I'm thankful that God has allowed us to see this church be a, a, just a lighthouse in our community for the last 48 years. Into the foundation of this church and other churches goes the tears of devoted parents of devoted grandparents. We, into the foundation of the church goes the blood of those that were killed in trying to help it go forward. Into the foundation goes the devotion of pastors with their flock. Into the foundation goes our purpose, why we exist. Because Christ, as the founder, gave us a purpose. And so as we look at that today, I want to just remind you very briefly of that. Because we have a privilege to build upon the foundation. So in the words of Paul, let me just encourage you, take heed how we build upon it. I don't want to become a social institution. There's enough of those. Amen. I want to be a church designed and authored by Jesus Christ going forward because no man can, can take the place of Jesus. And it is Jesus that we need to lift up. It is the purpose of, for the purpose of bringing glory to God that we're gathered together. So as we think through our vision... And it is essential that we revisit our purpose as a church tonight. Purpose sometimes has, is, is like a leaky bucket. It just kind of leaks out all over the place. But God reminds us through His Word of His purpose. And so let's look at through, through that together. First off, I want you to see that Christ has stated His purpose for His life. And, and I'm just so thankful that about a year ago we went through Luke chapter 19 and we saw that Christ's purpose, as we just reminded, were reminded on Wednesday nights, that God, uh, of Christ's purpose for His coming to earth was to seek and to save the lost. He says, for the Son of Man is, to, is come to seek and to save that which was lost. In his life, Christ stated his purpose was to seek and to save us. We were lost without him. And when he was healing the sick, it was for the purpose that people would truly believe his claims of deity. When he remained on the cross, it was for the purpose of purchasing the salvation of all mankind. Christ had a personal purpose statement, and that was to seek and to save the lost. It's important as a church that we see why Christ came, because He is our supreme example. Amen? So there's a couple of great scriptures we need to look to tonight. Look in Matthew chapter 22, and then as well as Matthew chapter 28. Those two places I want to look tonight as we think through the scriptures and our purpose, because there's two scriptures that help us as a church to identify our purpose and understand where God is taking us next as, as a church as we follow His leadership in our life. And so the first deals with the greatest commandment. And a couple of weeks ago, I preached out of Mark the same passage. And, and, on, and as we went through that, I just want to r remind you that God teaches us to love Him supremely and love others as ourselves. And so Matthew 22, verse 37, it says, And Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. He teaches us some important things here. Love God and love others. He emphasizes this here. 
And truly, our tendency is not to love God first and others second. Our tendency is to love ourselves first, isn't it? And so we've got to be reminded throughout Scripture to love Him supremely. Deuteronomy, he taught the, the Israelites this. And then in, in uh, the New Testament, we see that Jesus Christ reciprocates the, the greatest commandment is to love the Lord thy God. And, but then there's a second scripture in Matthew chapter 28. Because not only does God say these are the greatest commandments, but then the very last thing that Jesus Christ teaches us is in Matthew 28, verses 18 through 20. And just after He rose from the dead and before His ascension into heaven, Jesus left us with these beautiful words. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore. And teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I've commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. You see, Jesus Christ again points out here at the end, He really reiterates for us His personal mission statement. He says, my purpose was to seek and to save the lost. And then when he goes up to heaven, he tells the church, listen, go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I've commanded you. You see, he left us with the same personal mission that he himself had. We don't have to rewrite it, but we can simplify it a little. We don't have to make it complicated, but we, can, we, don't have to, we don't have to come up with some sort of a great formula, but we can just read the Word of God. And so this is what we call the Great Commission. And Jesus, as the author and finisher of our faith, left us with this. And I think there's three between these two, two, uh, uh, two different passages. We can see three main points and three things that we can see as a purpose for us as Hillside Baptist Church. And I'll be honest, they're not unique with me. I, I'm not some sort of a, a creative feller. Sometimes I have to borrow, beg, and plead and steal. Amen? But this is what I've learned is that there's nothing new under the sun. I've also learned that many churches have similar uh, purposes or statements because it all comes from the Scripture. This is what I've seen, I see first. Love the Lord with all your heart. As a church, our, our goal is to love God above everything else. Matthew 4.10, Then said Jesus unto him, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. Let's that be, let that be our rally cry. Love God. Let's do that together as a church. Let's make our mission, our passion, to love Him supremely. And why do we, why, why do we come to church? Because I want to learn to love Him more. The second thing we see in this that we can uh, grow, draw together and draw from these passages is that God has called us to grow together in His Word. And, and I'm thankful for the Word of God. I'm thankful that God's Word is powerful. I'm thankful that it is sharper than any two-edged sword. I'm thankful that it, it can pierce even the hardest of hearts. I'm thankful that it can, uh, it can uh, return what He intends for it to return and, and do what He intends for it to do. Colossians 1.28, whom we preach... Warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. Let's grow together in the Word of God. Let's choose that we, we grow together here. But the third thing that I see is that God has called us to teach and display a servant's spirit. Man, love others. Amen. God calls us love Him, love others. Ephesians 4.12, for the perfecting of the saints 
for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. He reminds us here in Ephesians 4 that really as a result of all the doctrine that He gives us, as a result of all the instruction that Christ left us, we still have a purpose and that is to, uh, to serve one another, to be able to edify the body of Jesus Christ. If we could sum it up very shortly, our purpose is to love God, grow together, and serve others. It's that simple. I don't want to complicate things. I'm a kind of a simple-minded feller. My, my, my wife will get to going on about three or four different things that she's trying to talk to me about and say, hang on, uh, one thing at a time. That's all I can handle. But I'm just, I want to take some time now. I want to see how God has called us to fulfill our purpose. And you see, because as Hillside Baptist Church in the coming year, God has called us truly to fulfill the purpose that He's, he's left for us. And that's, that's found in Matthew chapter 28, 19 through 20. That's found in Matthew 22. And, and I'm just thankful that God has allowed us to be here to be able to demonstrate how uh, to the entire world who He is and how awesome He is. Over time, it's easy to forget why we do what we do. Let us not forget as a church. Let us not forget as individually that God has placed us here for a purpose and it's far greater than Super Bowl Sunday. Amen. And I like watching someone beat up someone else as much as the next guy. But, but I'll just be honest with you, that is not my purpose for living. Man, the, the reason that God has placed us here is to love Him, to grow together and to serve others. And let's do that together because as Jesus Christ said, hey, I have come to seek and to save the lost. And let's do that together as a church. And in the coming year, I believe that God has a vision for us as a church and a direction for us to go that is far greater than anything we've been able to do before and up to this point. I'm so thankful for our missions conference from 2019. Thankful for the missionaries that God's given us. I'm thankful for the theme as I began praying about the theme earlier last year just to renew because it is so essential that we constantly have a desire to renew not only our heart for missions, but our heart for God. Over time, our heart for God grows weary, doesn't it? And I want to just encourage us here at this year that we continue this, this theme into the year that God allows us to renew our lives in Christ, that He would renew our fervor for Him, that He would renew the unity in the church, that we might renew our commitment to stand for and with Him today. And so there's three areas I want to look at together as we think about our purpose, as we think about, uh, about the needs for renewal. We see that God has, a, has three areas I want to just briefly spend some time with you tonight. First off, I want to encourage you, God has called us to renew our passion. Jesus, uh, as, uh, just as God has called us to love Him above all else, it is vital that we renew that passion for Him. At Hillside, we want to be intentional about how we approach this together. God has called us to love Him supremely. But even beyond this, we are called to bring others to Him. And so it begins with a renewed relationship in Jesus Christ. And that's my desire, is that each of us, at the beginning of this year, would have a renewed desire to be in God's Word, to choose to be in prayer, and choose to be a part of what's going on at church. We can listen to sermons online, and I encourage you to do so. We can be convicted or encouraged by a song, and I encourage you to do so if they're godly. But the fact that we choose to attend and worship together is a powerful influencer for our personal passion for Jesus Christ. And so choose to be faithful to God. Your presence tonight proves that. 
Every presence tonight proves that you desire to be passionate about the Lord. And so even when we grow weary in well-doing, let us be faithful. You see, the, the passion that we have for Christ is evidenced also by our willingness to talk about Him. Remember, part of the Great Commission is for us to teach people about Jesus Christ. It's why we will uh, once again strive to, make, uh, to take a couple of Saturdays of church-wide outreach here in our Springfield area. And we will strive to get the gospel once again into 2,000 homes on two different dates, April 4th and October 24th. These two dates, my, my, my heart's passion is that as a church we collectively come together and say, listen, I want to be a part of, of reaching the, my generation with the gospel of Jesus Christ. It won't happen on its own. And I'll tell you, the mayor of Springfield, as wonderful as he may be, he will not be here to help us. It's our job. It's not his job. It's our job. Amen? It is our job to be able to get the gospel out. And so these two days coincide with two main events going on in our calendar. The first one is Easter. I love Easter. I love to be able to come together once again and to, to celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ. But also, there, the other date is in October. In October, uh, we will have an, a missions conference. And instead of a month, we'll look at doing just a, uh, from a Wednesday to a Sunday style of a conference. And that Saturday, the 24th, being able to, to take that Saturday with missions on our mind and missions in our heart, take the gospel personally into our community. Man, what an incredible thing when every one of us can be involved in helping get the gospel out. This year, we were able to do it just like we were explaining here, and the result was tremendous. God blessed with many first-time visitors this year. God blessed with, with uh, even today, we're still getting results from this. But also, I want to encourage you because that this coming year, there will be, uh, not only do we want to revive our passion for outreach, but also for the Word of God. And March 1st through the 4th, I've invited Brother Weigel to come once again and to share a, 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 from us and hold a prophecy conference. Are you excited about the last days? Man, I am, I am really excited about what God is doing in, in our church in these last days. And, you know, whether the last days are in 2,000 years or in 20 minutes, I don't know. But this is what I know. I want to be ready. And so as a church, I want to invite you to set aside on your calendar March 1st to the 4th as we say, listen, I want to make sure that our family is ready and, and our family understands what's happening next according to biblical prophecy. On March 15th will be a special Sunday of outreach here at Hillside. We'll open our doors to people who are curious, never been to church before. We want to open our doors to people who have been out of church for a long time and maybe have felt guilty about it and say, listen, this is a Sunday that you don't have to feel guilty. We want to invite you back in as we host another open house Sunday. Sunday school classes will have an opportunity for parents to come in and experience what their, their children learn. But there will also be a time where uh, we'll have Southern Raised, a well-known bluegrass gospel group, will be with us that, that day. And they'll be with us in services and we'll enjoy a great concert with dinner on the grounds. I believe it's going to be a great outreach event and I'm praying that God will allow us to see 400 people in our services that day. Would you pray with me that God would do a mighty miracle? Would you pray with me that God would just, just perform and, and just continue to bless these opportunities for us to get the gospel out? But also July 28th, another opportunity, or June 28th, excuse me, another opportunity as we celebrate freedom here at Hillside Baptist Church. 
Man, I think uh, last year there was a little over 500 people on the campus of our, of our church, and I'm praying that God would continue to allow that to be a time where God uses it in a great way. We had six saved this last year at Celebrate Freedom. This fall, we're planning on having our anniversary Sunday once again on September 13th. I've asked Brother David Warren and his family to come and sing, and I'm asking Pastor Tolbert right now to come and preach it again. Amen. I got the nod. Amen. Oh, praise the Lord. We'll give you a hand for that. All right. Listen, I'm so thankful that we have the opportunity to, to gather together as a church and remember where, he, where, he, where He's brought us from as we look forward to where we're going. And I'm thankful that God has called us. Listen, as a church, we've got to continue to renew that passion for, for the lost and renew that passion for people who, who desperately need to know the love of God. And may we be willing as a church to renew our passion, but not only our passion, but also our purpose. And I talked about purpose earlier, but I want you to think that God has put us here and it is imperative that we strengthen our, uh, our times of growing together. It's important that we see that God has placed us here to grow together as a church body. What we want God to do is a mighty miracle through the salvations in our community, but also in our church family as we commit ourselves to one another and encouraging each other. I'm thankful this morning that God allowed uh, Charles to be saved in services. Amen. Wasn't God, isn't God good? What a glorious thing God has done. But that's not the only thing. I'm thankful that for those this year that will be saved. Last year, we had the opportunity to minister in many different ways as we grew together. I'm thankful for those who were part of our hospitality ministry, those that took food to families who were hurting, had experienced a loss or a sickness or other trial. I'm so thankful to, to each of our families that took part in this. And let me just encourage you, if you're looking for a good ministry to be a part of, Sister Sharon, where are you? Amen. She's always looking for volunteers and young people and older people. And she'll tell you, you don't have to be a good cook. You just got to be able to buy something and take it to them. She'll tell you that because I'll be the first to tell you I don't cook, but I'm thankful my wife does. And I'm thankful for the, that ministry that God has given us. But it, that's not the only area that we try to be, show the hospitality of Christ. Because just as you come in the door, let me tell you, testimony after testimony after testimony of people walking through the doors of Hillside Baptist Church and I would go to their home later and I would visit with them and they would tell me, Pastor, you have no idea how welcoming that church was. Can I share it? All right. I was visiting with Brother Steve and I was just, and, and Sister Julie, and I'm just so thankful for what God is doing in their heart and their family. And as I was visiting with him, he said, I came to church because Annette and wouldn't leave us alone. Annette and Jesse wouldn't leave us alone. Amen. He said, we're going to go to get them off of our back. He says, I came into church and the last place I wanted to be was a Baptist church. And he said, as I walked in the doors, he said, I came in with a grouch on my shoulder and someone smiled at me and said, hello. I don't remember who it was. Who was it? Brother Tim Owsley, as a matter of fact. He said he just had such a sweet spirit and just so genuine about his hello and his welcome. He said, I couldn't help but smile back. He says, and then I got into church and he said, and all the people around us seemed to care about us. And then the preaching of the word of God took hold in my heart. He said, and, and we left the church and I said, we're going to do this one time. When we, he said, when I got there, he said, we're going to do this one time and we're going to leave after we're done. And that would get her off of our back. And let me tell you, he hasn't left since. 
I'm thankful that, that God is using you to influence others to say, listen, we love you like Christ does. That's what it's about. As we grow together as a church, God is using you and your ministry of hospitality to be able to welcome others into the church and say, listen, we love you like Christ loves you, and it doesn't matter what's in, in your past because God loves you today. Listen, I hope that you'll choose to be a part of this wonderful ministry. You don't have to have any kind of a title. You just have to be willing to find the visitors and say, listen, we're so glad you're here. We're so glad that you chose to worship Christ together with us. Is there anything I can do for you today? Can I pray with you about any needs that you have? You know, it's even greater to take it a step beyond and say, listen, I'm so glad you're at church, but church is not the greatest thing. The greatest thing is to know Christ as your Savior. Do you know Him? Man, what a glorious thing and a glorious ministry God can give you if you'll just say, God, I want to be used like that. You see, I'm thankful for the ministry of hospitality. If you don't know somebody, invite them to dinner. Invite them to sit with you tonight after church. But also, we want to continue to expand this ministry in greater ways this year. And be more intentional about ways that we can encourage people that visited the church. First off, uh, we are looking even now at upgrading the software that the church office is using. Because it is an access-based software from about 1975. Just kidding, it's not that old. But there is, there is, uh, there, we want to do more for the Lord's work and streamline our time in a better way so that when we'll be able to see when people are missing. And see, when, when people have, have been sick for a while and have an opportunity to, to check on them. And so in our hospitality ministry, there would be an opportunity for someone to be able to help us to check people in, to be able to help people find their way to a classroom or, or be a blessing and, and help people feel warm and welcome inside the doors of Hillside. But also, my burden is that, that at the, uh, in this year, we would be able to build a welcome center that would welcome people into the church so that guests have a place to go to where they can go for questions and find directions. And the most important questions that I'll always answer before people ask the bathrooms are both directions those are important amen listen we want to demonstrate to the world we want our community know that we love them we want to be able to grow together and there's a need that we renew our passion in our Sunday school ministry because this is a primary way that we grow together later this year we'll be hosting a one-day growing together conference and it'll be on August 8th, and for all of our volunteers and staff, and we'll be able to renew our vision for the ministries that we'll be serving in, no matter if it's, in, if it's the safety ministry or the nursery ministry or the Sunday school ministry or the music ministry. We want to invite you, if you're serving on, on, in a ministry, to join us on that day as we have an opportunity to be strengthened in our ministries, to be able to collaborate together and to build unity within the church and to be able to just go forward together and do greater things for Him than we've ever done before. And so I'm looking forward to that day, and I encourage you to choose to set, a, set aside that day as we try to grow together in Him. But also, my burden is to strengthen our adult Sunday school classes. I'm thankful for Brother Terry's faithful teaching. How many years, Brother Terry, what did you say? 15? 13 years. 13 years he's been teaching in the pastor's Sunday school class. I'm thankful for that, but listen, my, my desire is to make more opportunities, and, and we have some great Bible teachers in our class, in our church. 
I want to create some more adult Sunday school classes so that you have, have a, maybe a smaller place to be able to bond with other people that are maybe closer to your age or going through your life, uh, your life things as well. I want to personally thank Brother Hilton. What a, what a great contribution he has been in our church over the years. He's been very faithful, and I'm thankful for your, all that you've done. He's led our, our uh, Sunday school class, which was used to be a young marriage class, and then they became the middle-aged marriage class, and so they changed the name to the Faith Builders. And due to his health, he's had to resign. But I'm thankful that God's allowed us to have Brother Justin to come and to help be the new teacher for our Faith Builders class. Thank you for your faithfulness, my brother. I want to thank Brother Moses and Sister Elizabeth Kime for their faithfulness for the last five years as they've worked to encourage and enrich the lives of our students in our student ministry. For some personal reasons, they feel that it is important for them to follow the Lord's leadership in the next area of ministry, and they've also resigned. And let me just make this very, very clear. There's no moral issue there's no sin issue. There's no uh, issue of, uh, of bitterness or hatred. They just feel God's leadership for the next thing. I'm thankful for their contributions. I'm thankful that they want to follow God's leadership in their life. And sometimes God asks us to obey Him. We don't always know what the next step will be, but we can always trust Him. I'm thankful that they have given themselves so freely to our students over the years. As we prayed about this and we sought the Lord's leadership. We began to uh, seek God's direction. And I'm thankful for Brother Travis Witcher, who has been just a faithful example as well. He and Megan have worked with our students, with Brother Moses. And, and Brother Travis and, and Megan uh, have just, just shown a, a good life of just devoted devotion to Christ. And I'm thankful that he'll be finishing his schoolwork in May. And I've asked him to step in and be our new youth director here, here at Hillside Baptist Church. He and Megan, I think, are going to be a great uh, addition to uh, our, our youth. Well, they're already there, but as he just takes and continues to lead uh, and follow the Lord's leadership. In 2019, we had many first-time visitors, additions to the church, and, and I'm so thankful for these. But as we begin to renew our desire for, for uh, growing together, my heart's burden is for us for to, to begin a starting point class for these new faces that God's given us. A place where they can understand our past, understand our beliefs, where we are today, and know where, we're gonna, where God is taking us next. One of the foundational ministries of Hillside was started in 2003 by Pastor Tolbert's uh, just incredible visionary leadership, and, and that was discipleship. How many of you have had a privilege of going through discipleship here at Hillside? And you would be able to say, man, what an incredible blessing it was to me and my family. But along the way, as ministries age, sometimes they just need a little shot in the arm. You ever notice that? And it's time to, for our discipleship to be renewed, and we want to breathe new life into it. And you saw in your bulletin today, and I just want to, want to say that, that I am just encouraged by, by our discipleship, that what's, been, what's happened in the past, what's happening in, even now, and what's happening and going to happen in the future. Even right now, uh, we are, we're in the process of seeing several people in the middle of the discipleship. And I just want to encourage you that God, God is going to use the new discipleship even in greater ways than we were able to use the old. But there's going to be a couple of changes that I want to make. First off, it's not going to change one-on-one. -on -one. It will still have the one-on-one -on -one aspect. I'm thankful for that. It allows you to be able to interact with your disciple. And what a difference it's made in so many lives. 
But also, uh, we want to make it available at a time where it's convenient for people. And so we're going to make it available on Wednesday nights. Now, I, I know that's not going to make it... Uh, make the opportunity for everybody, but it will make it for more people. There will be uh, opportunity for child care is already taken care of on Wednesday nights during church. And then there will be an opportunity for people to meet without distractions. Now, I've met at, at McDonald's and I've met at all different places doing discipleship or at someone's home and then the dog is licking you and, and then the TV's blaring. And you know what I mean. And this will give a great opportunity for people to be able to be taught the Word of God on a one-on-one -on -one basis. And the, the added benefit is that once they graduate from discipleship, they'll already be coming to, on Wednesday, so they might as well keep coming. Amen? But secondly, I also wanted, uh, there is, I just have a desire to begin using a curriculum produced by Striving Together, and, and it is just a tremendous program. It's got so, many, so much packed into one uh, small curriculum, and so it is super, uh, uh, it's just a tremendous uh, curriculum that's been assembled and been uh, distributed, made available for churches, and it is just a tremendous blessing. I am personally, right now, on my final lesson with one person, with the, in the pilot program, if you will, and I'm thankful uh, Brother Andrew has just done a, a wonderful job uh, just memorizing Scripture and obeying the Lord and being faithful and growing. And God has used this in just a tremendous way in his life. And, and what I love is in many of the lessons are parallel with what we've done in the past, but it's a little stronger in eschatology. It's a little stronger in sharing the gospel. It's a little stronger in uh, the benefits of tithing and some of these basic things. And, and so as I went through it, I realized that this is such a tremendous tool that our church can grow by. And so the Disciple or Training kicks off January 29th. One-on-one -on -one discipleship begins February 19th. If you've never been through discipleship and you want to get started, we'll have a sign-up sheet out this coming next Sunday. Invite you to be a part of it. If you're a discipler, you've been through it, but in the past, we want to encourage you to be a part of it again. And we want to see uh, just others. If you've taught others before, we want to see you be a part. We're going to have some training so that you know exactly how to teach, how to present. And if you have any questions, we'll go through those at that time. Along those same lines, we want to strengthen those that teach and preach at Hillside. With the help of Brother Tracy, uh, next, we want to just begin a preacher's club. Uh, we talked, uh, called it the Preacher's Boy Club. I remember this was one of the greatest benefits to me as a young man as I was in college. Uh, and I got just such incredible strengthening from Brother Bill Kolb. I got such great uh, strengthening from Brother Jason Gaddis, who both men invested in my life in an expositor's preaching club while I was going through BBC. And what a tremendous thing it was. And, and as... Uh, as as I went through that, I was taught not only how to build a sermon, but how to deliver it effectively. I'm still working on that, by the way. There's one last thing I want to share with you tonight. And I know I've gone over, but I hope that you kind of begin to see the vision that God has laid for us in our church this year. And that's the need to renew our property. Everything that God has given us is a beautiful picture of God's grace. I'm thankful for the buildings, and I'm thankful that God can allow us to use them to serve others. It's important that we keep our buildings in good repair as we serve one another. I want to first off point your attention to our stairwell. You're going to see it tonight as you follow your nose down to the, the fellowship hall. What you won't see necessarily is when I showed, showed one uh, brother Nick's earlier this week, is when you raise a piece of paper, you can stick your whole hand through uh, the paneling. This paneling was put in in 1977? 76. It is ready to be replaced. I walked by it today and it said, replace me. 
replace me. And so this is the, really the first project that we want to uh, accomplish this year. We have a proposed start date of February 10th, and we want to begin to remove the paneling in the stairwell to update it to sheetrock. This will require removing the ceiling grid and the paneling and replacing the old termite damage and, uh, and all of those things. And, and then, uh, so if you're a skilled laborer, or if you're not a skilled laborer and you just like to labor, or you just don't, you want to come and bring a sweet tea, we're good for that too. But we desire to make our building the very best we can make it. And then the next area is we're just burdened for our, our safety team. We were so tra tragically saddened to hear about the events at the church in Fort Worth on December 29th. And maybe you've seen it on TV, the, the shooter that came in and, and, uh, and committed a murder in the sanctuary. We never want that to happen at Hillside. I'm thankful for those that serve on our safety team, and I'm thankful for those that, that, uh, that have willingly served not only in the medical side or the, the safety side, but in, in other areas as well. And I'm thankful for those things. But when we began this ministry, we said, well, we'll put you in this office for now. Well, that was almost 10 years ago. It's time for this year. We will just have a desire to find a permanent home so we can get, begin to expand on some of the needs for that safety team to make, make sure that, that uh, we can make this place the place where we worship the Lord as safe as we possibly can. We want to make this place a place where we can feel free to worship God, a place where we can feel free without worrying about whether uh, someone's going to come in and try to hurt somebody. This is His house. Let's keep it sacred. The third area of, of, uh, of just building on the property is our chapel. Uh, this chapel was erected in 1994. It's not received a coat of paint since then. It's time for this area and, uh, to, to receive the coat uh, of paint that it needs. But more than paint, the carpet is also in need of updating. This is a project that we have scheduled for later in the year and about uh, the end of July. And so as we, we see this, there's going to be some repairs that need to be made, some, uh, the floors that need to be screwed down in some places where they've come up and they're rubbing. There's some carpet that needs to be replaced. And currently, it's used as our junior church, our master club for our children, and it's also the faith builders class location where they meet. And I'm looking forward to making a space that becomes a more multi-purpose space as we remove those, those pews and be able to make a, a a greater location for people to gather for fellowships or people to host a, a wedding in a small wedding chapel and to renovate this space so that it can truly be, bring glory to the Lord. And let's just continue to, to desire to go forward with some of these building projects. And these are some things that we can pray about and work through, but it is my heart and my burden that this year we take some of these, these projects that, that I've laid before you seriously as a church and say, listen, we want to continue to make this place the best we can so that we can continue to serve one another. With a growing ministry outside the walls of our church, though, we also have to make some improvements on the live stream ministry of our church. And this is a, later this year, we'll talk about how we can progress in some of these goals as well. And it'll provide an opportunity to add cameras and improve the quality of the live stream. Because I, and it, wasn't it exciting to see Patty who came and she put her faith in Jesus Christ after listening to the live stream? I'm so thankful for God working and using some of those areas of technology. And we want to continue to use those things to promote the gospel of Jesus Christ. We're called to serve others. This year we want to continue to strengthen ministries that God has allowed us to be a part of and helping to serve others. And from the hospitality ministry that welcomes you when you enter the door to the safety ministry that works quietly in the background and to all of the aspects of the ministry that are, at, that are vital to serving others and even our music ministry, each and every ministry that, that works so fervently to make sure that we see, uh, see, see people love God 
grow together and serve others. My prayer is that as a church, we can continue to be part of, of fulfilling His purpose for us. I want to remind you that, we, uh, that the world has lost its grip on reality. Right has become wrong and wrong has become right. 2 Timothy chapter 3 warns us that in the last days perilous times shall come. As much as any other time in the history of this world, we see the reality of the last day signs are here. We hear of war, hate, disastrous events, and we hear of these devastating events so often. Uh, often we have uh, turned a deaf ear and a blind eye to the terrible signs of pain and hurt that surround us. The callous hearts of, of God's people who continue in their own way with no regard for those on a fast highway to, the, to an eternal hell is a mockery to God's great gift of salvation provided through Jesus' blood sacrifice on the cross. Today, God is seeking a people. God is seeking a church who will rise up and be counted worthy to stand in the gap. A church who, like Aaron of old, will stand between the dead and the living. He is looking for a people who will dedicate themselves in these last days to be used, to, to be willing to love the perishing even though it costs them everything. The hope of the reward on this earth is minimal. The hope of the eternal reward is astronomical. The reality is that those who are willing to commit themselves to this kind of dedication to Christ will be left with a body oftentimes that is broken and bleeding. Their image marred by the world as if uh, they were the enemy. And though they are beaten, abused, and used, yet will God not forget them. His promise is never to forsake us. It is even now that God is looking in these last days for saints to arise for this moment. It's to see the calling before us is greater than the sacrifice it will demand and be willing today to renew our life in Jesus Christ. This means I must be willing to die to myself today. I must be willing tomorrow to wake up and say, Lord, I die to myself and I live for you because I cannot serve both God and this world. But I must recognize that I first belong to God who bought me and redeemed me by His blood. This year, God is calling us as a church to renew. Renewal personally, renewal as a church. And renewal uh, scripturally deals with the inner man. Romans chapter 12 and verse number 2 talks about this. 2 Corinthians 4 and chapter 16 talks about renewing the inner man. It is this kind of renewal that we seek at Hillside Baptist Church. And it is closely related to revival. Renewal is the part we get to play in preparing for revival. But revival comes from the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. So let's focus on renewing. Let's focus our hearts, let's focus our, our, our church, let's focus uh, on, on renewing ourselves for the, the work that God wants to do in this place. Because this year, we seek to renew personally the things that produce the fertile ground for revival to spread. Man, I, I want to I see revival in our community. I want to see revival in our church because as we consider all that God can do, God is the God of the impossible. The preaching this year is going to focus on creating a fertile ground for revival. But it's also, I'm not going to lose that evangelistic fervor. I don't know if you've noticed, but I want to give the gospel in every message. Man, I'm thankful for, for Jesus Christ. And I want to make sure that we continue that so that no matter when a guest may come, that they be able to hear that Jesus Christ is the only way for salvation. It is only by Him, only through Him, only in Him that you can receive, receive Christ, salvation. 
So we'll be preaching from, about the doctrines of the Bible. We're going to continue to preach verse by verse through the Bible. We, we want to con uh, continue to use God word, God's Word to produce fertile hearts. We know that there is power in preaching. We also uh, just want to just see God do a tremendous work, and it begins when we come in submission to Him. Church, may God help us to renew our purpose. May God help us to create an atmosphere of revival for the Holy Spirit to do a marvelous work in our midst. And so I'm asking you today, I'm asking that each of us commit again to the work of God and the work that He is doing. And so I stand to get to before you today and ask you, who else will stand with me? Who else will be willing to say, Pastor, Lord, I commit today, I'm going to stand this year and I'm going to renew my life and I want to continue to follow Him and I want to continue to follow the vision that God has laid before us because greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. And let me, let me just remind you, church, we have a mighty God and he's called us to a mighty purpose and let's together work for a mighty Lord.